On Ash Wednesday, we begin our 40-day journey toward Easter with a day of fasting and repentance. Marking our foreheads with dust, we acknowledge that we die and return to the earth. At the same time, dust traces the life-giving cross indelibly marked on our foreheads at baptism. While we journey through Lent to return to God, we've already been reconciled to God through Christ. We humbly pray for God to make our hearts clean while we rejoice that now is the day of salvation. Returning to our baptismal call, we more intentionally bear the fruits of mercy and justice in the world. Please stand with the greeting on page 251. The Lord be with you. The prayer of the day found on your bulletin insert. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you hate nothing you have made, and you forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create in us new and honest hearts so that we truly repenting of our sins may receive from you the God of all mercy, full pardon and forgiveness through your Son, Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you, the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Please hear the word of our, wor- the word of our Lord. The first reading is from <clears throat> Joel, chapter 2, 1 through 2, 12 through 17. Below the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like blackness spread upon the mountains. A great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the ages, gather the children, even infants at the breast, Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priest, the minister of the Lord, weep. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, Where is their God? The word of the Lord. Please read the psalm responsibly with the congregation reading the bold print. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. For I know my offenses, and my sin is ever before me. Against you. 
Indeed, I was born, steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be purer than snow. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my wickedness. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Let me teach your ways to offenders and sinners shall be restored to you. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a troubled and broken heart, O God, you will not despise. <clears throat> the second reading is from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20b through verse 10. Chapter 10, verse, chapter 6, verse 10. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that you may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that you may be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may not may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The word of the Lord. Okay, we will now hear a meditation from Pastor Wade Reddy. Lent can be that solemn time, but it doesn't have to be. What caught my imagination in reading tonight's prophet from Joel that Brandy read, 
were the words, return to me. Return to me. Words spoken through the prophet to the Israelites who were in exile, who worshipped other gods. Who walked away from God's commandments to love God with all your heart and mind and soul and to care for your neighbor. For this nation was to be a blessing for all nations. That's what God told Abraham. And so these words too speak to us for we too have walked away from time and it's time for us now to return. And even though we go about our busy lives and we worry about much, we toil about much, God still loves us. Or our busy lives get so caught up that we miss an appointment or we miss calling someone. Even so, now is the time to return to me, says the Lord. And notice what God says next in that word to us and to the Israelites. Return to me with all your heart. With the whole heart, with our whole selves. Warts and all, come to me. God's not there to punish. Did you hear those wonderful words from the psalm? Or what it was from Joel? Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. To return to the Lord means that we've left. We've gone astray. We've gotten busy with our lives. And I'm so glad to see you here tonight. Because there are a million other things that you could have been doing this night. For some of us, it's just good to be together again, isn't it, as church family. God is going to spell out for how we are to return so that we may open ourselves. It's not just an action, but it is a state of mind so that we may receive God's love. And to receive God's love, our hearts need to be open. The prophet Joel gives God's instruction to us. Fast, weep, and mourn. Fast is to open up space. I know many of us have this idea of fasting as, as we were reading from the gospel about somehow sparing ourselves food. But I want to take this from the prophet's perspective. Fast is to open up space. I've been given this wonderful privilege to have a spiritual director. I've never had one before, and this is something new for me. And my spiritual director said to me, I want you for five minutes 
just five minutes, every day, I want you to go into the sanctuary and I want you to fix your eyes on something that really catches your eye that particular day at that particular moment. Or go outside in God's creation and just take a moment. I was doing that today and I think, Barb, you were kind of startled. <laughs> What's he doing standing in the parking lot just kind of looking? I mean, it was, it was five degrees above and there I'm, st- and I never got cold. I didn't mean to pick on you, Barb. You think five minutes is easy. Oh, it is the first couple of days, but then you get going. Five minutes to spend with God and to make yourself available to him, to create some open space. We are to find God who is already there. God is already here. You are already good enough. And God is already in your heart. But we're crowding him out. God planted God's self in you when you were sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ. He's already in our hearts. Let God grow within your heart. To weep. To weep is to know that we are finite. We're mortal. We're not going to live forever in these bodies. Our days are numbered. There's nothing that we can do to prevent our death. Oh yes, we can eat right and we can take good care of ourselves, but there's no promise that we'll reach our 60s or our 70s or our 80s. Have you weeped over your death? I remember as a little boy wanting to bargain with God. Oh, let me live to be X and X age. Then I kept upping the ante. I'll be good if I can live to be 18 and drive a car and go off to college. Oh, wouldn't it be neat to meet my spouse and have children? But I remember as a young boy at night realizing I have so many days. Do we give God our sorrow, our pain, our suffering, whatever it is? God can take it. Do we weep? To mourn is to come face to face with the death of a loved one or face to face with our own death. Heaven forbid we ever get that call. The doctor says there's nothing more that we can do. We have the C word. When we mourn, we begin to heal. It's amazing as you know people and love people who have been given a terminal diagnosis and you find out many times through their healing or through their mourning, they are now providing you comfort rather than you providing them comfort. By healing, we open ourselves up to a new beginning. 
life after death, the resurrection hope. The more, a more honest and maybe a new heart ready to receive God's love for us. Love that's always been there for us. Fasting, weeping, and mourning. Any one of these alone is hard to do. It takes time. It takes prayer. It takes faith. And it takes an open heart, an honest face, looking in the mirror. This work cannot be done alone. We need each other. We need each other's faith. God's Holy Spirit drawing us forward in faith. I remember, dear friends who said, Pastor, I just am so angry with God. I have no faith. I have doubt. That's okay. Take on my faith for a while. For it is in our doubting that we see our faith at work. We need each other. And God's Holy Spirit is always drawing us forward. It also takes trust in God, that God is working in us. We heard it in the psalm tonight, Psalm 51. And in the end of that psalm, 51:17, it reads, The sacrifice of God, the offering to God, is a troubled spirit. It's when we're really honest with ourselves. If we want to know a troubled spirit, look at Christ praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Tonight you can't see it. There's a beautiful stained glass back there. Where Jesus is bowed at a rock, but his head is and face are facing toward heaven. And three of his disciples, some praying, have fallen asleep in the agony on Jesus' face. A troubled spirit. But Jesus wouldn't want it any other way. He's there then dying for us and our sins and he is there with us now. A troubled spirit is an open heart that is at the crossroads of contrition and brokenness. For it is at this crossroad, the apex that God meets us. Ready for God to create something new. A new beginning. For a troubled heart and a broken heart will not be despised by God. No. This is where he lifts you up, my child. God knows our hearts, do we? Are we open? Have we reached the crossroads? Are we now ready to hear the gospel for us? God is always ready to create something new in our lives, create in us a new heart. God has made new beginning from the ashes of our past. How many of us would like to go back and burn or sweep away those ashes never to see again, but they keep coming up and coming up? and I'm not good enough, and I can't believe I did that. I wish I could do it over. 
We may not love ourselves, but I want you to know God loves you. It's our humanness. It's not an excuse. But we can choose to open our hearts and allow God to come in and let go of the past and begin something new. For God has a new beginning from the ashes of our past. It is here God meets you, even now, especially now. Return to me, says the Lord, with all your heart. With open hearts, we also open our hands. We go with Jesus because we can trust Jesus to serve and to give. For he gave himself for us. He loves us. We have experienced God's kingdom here in our lives together in the community of faith. We know how that feels to give, to lift up our brothers and sisters. Very practical way we've seen with the food pantry here in Monticello. It's amazing during this pandemic, it has really pushed things to the limits. And we feel so good in being able to help others and we count our blessings. Jesus knows our hearts. And he knows that the treasures of heaven are kept nowhere else. You cannot keep the treasures of heaven anywhere else but in your heart. You can't store them up at home or in your bank account. There's only one place you can store up. The gifts of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, mercy, and self-control. But the only way to receive those gifts from heaven is to open our hearts. The treasure of heaven are yours. All you have to do is receive them. We heard the readings tonight. We are fully pardoned. We are fully forgiven. We are loved. We may not think we deserve to be loved, but we are loved by our Creator who calls us by name, who seals us with the oil of the Holy Spirit and marks us with the cross of Christ forever. 801, change my heart, O oh God, we will sing it twice. Change my heart, O oh God, make it ever true.
You may be seated. I now invite you to open your hymnals to page 252, where we will start with the invitation to Lent. Friends in Christ, today with the whole church, we enter the time of remembering Jesus' Passover from death to life, and our life in Christ is renewed. We begin this holy season by acknowledging our need for repentance and God's mercy. We are created to experience joy and communion with God, to love one another, and to live in harmony with creation. But our sinful rebellion separates us from God, our neighbors, and creation, so that we do not enjoy the life our Creator intended. As disciples of Jesus, we are called to a discipline that contends against evil and resists whatever leads us away from love of God and neighbor. I invite you, therefore, to the disciples of Lent, or to the discipline of Lent, self-examination and repentance, prayer and fasting, sacrificial giving and works of love. Strengthened by the gift of word and sacrament, let us continue our journey through these 40 days to the great three days of Jesus' death and resurrection. We proceed with the confession of sin. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful and holy God. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. We have shut our ears to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Our past unfaithfulness, the pride, envy, hypocrisy, and apathy that we have infected our lives, we confess to you. Our self-indulgent appetites and ways and our exploitation of other people, we confess to you. Our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to share the faith that is in us, we confess to you. Our negligence of human need and suffering and our indifference in injustice and cruelty, we confess to you. Our false judgments, our uncharitable thoughts towards our neighbors, and our prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from us, we confess to you. Our waste and pollution of your creation, and our lack of concern for those who come after us, we confess to you. Restore us, O God, and let your anger depart from us. Almighty God, you have created us out of dust of the earth. May these ashes be a sign of mortality and penitence, reminding us that only by the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ are we given eternal life through the same Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. So in Genesis, we learn that God created a beautiful earth and a paradise in the Garden of Eden. And then Adam and Eve created sin in the world by eating the apple, and basically thus sin entered the world through one person. Shortly after, Jesus comes or, and says to them, hey, did you eat of the fruit? What's going on? And obviously you paraphrase it different than that, but um, 
Uh, at that point, um, sin entered the world, and, and Jesus basically said, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And at that point uh, is when um, sin entered the world. So we invite you up here to get the ashes and be remembered that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Um, may the ashes be a sign and a remembrance that you need to repent, but also the good news and grace of Jesus Christ through the cross. So if you are not able to come up and get the ashes and you would like them, let Chris and I know after we are done with the line. So, Brandy, please join me on page 254 on a responsive prayer. Accomplish in us, O God, the work of your salvation. By the cross and passion of your Son, our Savior. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us pray. Most merciful God, accompany our journey through these 40 days. Renew us in the gift of baptism, that we may provide for those who are poor, pray for those in need, fast from self-indulgence, and above all, that we may find our treasure in the life of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please stand as able. Gathered in one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please stay standing for the blessing. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the dismissal. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. And now we invite you to leave in prayerful silence and let our Lenten journey begin. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.